tremendous looking trophy. Hello and a Platinum Explosion, number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias. My name's Will Blight, and joining me, as always, Ashley Hobley. Dylan, excited to be here on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth Eve. True, actually, this comes out Wednesday, so yeah, it is the Eve of uh, Final Fantasy Rebirth. Have you booked, the, booked your leave? <laughs> no. Yeah, me neither. Who can afford to do that? <laughs> Who can afford to play video games? It's economy. You know what? None of you should play Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. You should save your dollars and invest it in Bitcoin. <laughs> in dog money. Avocados, yeah. In- That's where the real money is. That's where the real money is. Um... All right, this week on the show, in the trophy crab, a gold trophy for a play, uh, PlayStation 4 sounds better than expected, and we hit a platinum for Xbox game running better on PlayStation and Xbox. Put this this story in just to get Ash's uh, trunks wet. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's start with the PlayStation Portal story. So, Push Square says, PlayStation Executive has revealed a new interview with Gamefile that the handheld PS4 device is proving a lot more popular in the company than expected. Hiromi Wakai, Wakai, the VP production management explained demand, quote, demand has continued to exceed our expectations, end quote. So Sony is now focusing its efforts in, uh, quote, unquote, shipping more units consistently. Demand for devices far outweighed the amount of stock retailers can offer since its November 2023 launch. That's American, of course. So Sony will, quote, continue to bring more units to the market, uh, and quote, as quickly as it can. In an interview, Wakai admits that the PlayStation Portal, quote, was intended to be a product best suited for people with specific needs and those who want to play it in a specific way, end quote. So initial reactions upon its announcement were ma- uh, matched what Sony was expecting. To speak of the increased demand after launch, Wakai theorized early adopters are spreading positive word about the device to others. Um, this adds up to sort of Australian market, I think, as well. Uh, it's sold out. I've heard uh, it's sold out like a lot of places, a lot of stores, and stuff like that. Um, again, we've sort of spoke about the weird success of this, especially since we talk shit on it, especially I talk shit on it for a while here. Um, do you continue to be surprised with how well it's doing around the world, considering it's again, it's literally a device like an overpriced, like very expensive screen with a control hmm. no i think you know i thought it would do solidly because obviously it's a it's a playstation branded product and people want to have everything playstation uh there is definitely an audience of people who want to be playing video games either in bed or you know while their partner or kids are watching tv um or doing something else on the tv so they can't use that um so, I mean, it's not super surprising. There's probably a large segment of those sales as well that is also people who assume that, you know, they buy this, they can just play their games whenever they want. At the same time, they don't realize what it actually is and they just bought it thinking it was what they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that makes up a significant portion of the sales. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, good for PlayStation. Uh you know, they, they hit with this one, I guess, you know. People like dedicated devices for certain things, you know. It's true. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm still using mine. I, In fact, this past week, I've been using it mine to play a bunch of res- uh, Resistance Retribution. 
um, a few times. Uh, uh, I think I mentioned last week that that game yep. was dropping. Um, I was like, yeah, I might check that out because I had fond memories of playing it on the PSP. And just like I played probably 10, 15 minutes on my TV, like here. Mm-hmm. And it was just you like, said, this is wrong. Well, it's like I'm playing a PSP game. It just, you know, like it just. Yeah, the nostalgia isn't hitting quite right. No, it's not. What I need is it to be looking down at the screen. Correct. Yeah. Yes. I don't want it in front of my face. I want it built where I have to move my neck. I want down. it below my nose. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I mean, actually, it's been above my head a lot because a lot of times I've been like, I might just go like lay on the couch. Um, especially there was a hot day where I was like, right, I was like, uh, right under the air conditioner sounds like a good idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> get that cool breeze, and I was just you know laying just kind of up my head. So, um, but yeah, it's for stuff like that. Um, and again, it's like hard to be like, man, high selling point for this device is that you can you, you have to spend three hundred bucks or whatever it is for this three hundred twenty nine dollars for this, mm-hmm. and then you know spend seven hundred dollars on a console, but then you too can experience playing a PSP <laughs> <laughs> anywhere in your house, anywhere in your house, anywhere you want to play it. You know, so um, yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's, it's some some little things like that. That how many people for. do you think are taking their the portals to the bathroom? I assume a lot, surely, right? Probably. Bunch of dads trying yeah, to hide from the kids. Right? Yeah, they probably just keep it in there. Yeah, just in a corner. Yeah, just keep it in there. <laughs> in a hidden and like, cabinet. Yeah, yeah. Just hidden cabinet and a shelf. I don't know. As long yeah. as it's always charged, whip it yeah. out. Connect up. Just boot whip up. out that portal. Mm. Um, also, as my continued uh, weeks with this uh, go, the connection, and I don't know how or why this sort of stuff, like I don't understand like network stuff mm-hmm. uh, enough to make sense of this but it does definitely work so much better within your own home which i struggle to understand because um like if i connect it out- outside of home and i hotspot off my connection off my phone which is 5g and i know the speeds are really good like the upload and download speeds yeah of my 5G connection are really good, yet the stability of the connection isn't anywhere near as good connected to the Wi-Fi over in my own home. And I'm like, is that just because it is connected to the exact same probably network? Yeah, you know? it's like there's multiple steps, and it, each of those steps yeah. is going to affect it in some way. Mm. You know, that, I guess that's just what it is. Just it's like no matter whatever, I guess no matter how good your uh, 5G or whatever Wi-Fi connection is, if it's not the same one that your PlayStation is connecting to, it's just not going to be... It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be as good. Yeah. So that's been an interesting thing. But yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a surprise hit. Definitely a surprise hit. Um, even continue to be shocked with how much I'm using it. <laughs> you know? did, did you see that uh, apparently the portal has been hacked? Yeah, so they can people are actual running PSP or Vita games or something on it. PSP, yeah, natively. Yep. Off it. Which is interesting to me because it's a. How much hard drive space is in there? Can't be a I lot. You would no, think it would just be the maximum amount to get things to run the software. 16 gig? I don't know. Yeah. You know, just because it's like you're not saving files or anything on there, so you don't no. really need space. It's just. I guess yeah. enough space to download updates to it. I mean, I I, I didn't look into it enough to have people like added in something to like add an SD card. I don't or think something. so. Okay, 
interesting. This is one of those things where I see the news headline and go, yeah, that's, you know, that was bound to happen. <laughs> but I mean, it happened very quickly because we, yeah. the Vita was like known for being unbreakable for, mm. for years. You know, it's been less than six months. <laughs> I guess they just didn't expect people to try on a device well, yeah. that doesn't have any hard drive space. Seems a bit dumb. Like, I don't know. Like, who's who's spending three hundred twenty nine dollars on this to to hack it to play PSP games natively? That seems. Dumb. I mean, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, you put PSP games on there, then you put every other emulator you possibly can on there. You would imagine, yeah. But in this day and age where there's so many handheld consoles, like that can just do whatever. Yeah, when you've got. The rog deck, you know, yeah, which you like can you easily just put whatever emulator you want on it as long as it can be installed on Windows. Why, yeah, is it as exciting? No, probably not. Not really, it's not a PlayStation, yeah. I mean, technically, you could install a fucking like I'm, I'm sure someone's tried, but I'm like, you could just buy a rog deck and you could install like a Wii emulator on it and just play Wii yeah, games out and about. It's you don't have the PlayStation controller sides on it, you know, I guess PlayStation so. branding. When you can Bluetooth to that thing, so you could just Bluetooth a DualSense controller to it. Like, I'm, it's not one it's piece. A, yeah. It's just a portable. Okay. All right. All right. There you go. Well, two of the people who do the remote play controllers for your phone. Um, Backbone. Yeah, Backbone. Put <coughs> PlayStation controllers on this. On this on the, rock deck. On the rock deck. Yeah. Yeah. Not like a make it even bigger. Bigger and chunky enough as it is. Yeah. Yeah, make it bigger. I can make it bigger. All right. Uh, PlayStation blog now. We have news of the first uh, big free Spider Man update that's coming to PS5 on March 7th. Over on the blog, James Stevenson writes Marvel Spider Man 2 version 1.002 will bring new game plus to the game. We know many of you have been eager to replay the game on a hard difficulty with all your suits and abilities carrying over. Or perhaps you just want to replay your favorite mission or two. You can do that too. And there's more to unlock with ultimate levels, golden gadget styles, and more. Um, so there's a bunch of accessibility updates also coming, audio descriptions, screen reader, um, stuff like that, which is cool. And there's a bunch of updates coming to the photo mode. Uh, so that's a... <laughs> fly in fresh suit pack which includes a fly suit for peter fresh suit for miles 10 photo mode stickers two photo mode frames um that's yep sure um are you gonna do you want to jump back in play the game at all do you want to go mean, back no and replay the level select thing go back and replay any of the, the levels that's a pretty cool thing for an open world game yeah yeah i mean that yeah, that's definitely something people wanted you know um, I don't know if there's any trophies that you would need, you know, to go back and that for, because everything was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's cool moments you'd want to go back, possibly go back and play, you know, uh, outside of just the opening, you know, bunch of the Venom fights and that kind of thing, you know. That'd be cool. The Craven fight, the the, the Mars versus Peter, you know. Mm. Those kind of, the the... A bunch of the Mr. Negative stuff, I'd like probably, you know, but I, that was a cool segment. Let me play that again. So that's cool. Interesting that, you know, that DLC is paid DLC, the the Fresh and Fly 
Yeah, it's content. like a collab or whatever. It's a so. collab. The, the, all the money is going to charity, so I mean that you know helps. Like, mm. but it's still paid DLC. Just some, just some suits, costumes, though. So, uh, so I don't. I don't think I've seen any backlash. But you know, I think you know. I think because it's for charity. Like, how do you backlash? Yeah, it's like how can you? You know, can't be too upset about that. So, you get new game plus and everything for free. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I'm sure they just wanted to put it out as soon as it was ready. But you know. It could be better timing, <laughs> mm. you know. If you're if you in a perfect world, you'd be like, "Hey, just put all the accessibility stuff out now." But you know, this new game plus and stuff. Let's just wait like a a month or two till you know we're in a bit of a lull. You know, we don't have any major releases, and then we go Spider Man Two replay it. Okay. Or Final Instead Fantasy days before <laughs> Final Fantasy. <laughs> It's fine. It's days after Final Fantasy, actually. You know, you've got time to beat it. Oh, okay. So I've got time to beat. Yeah, you've got time to beat it. <laughs> I put my thirty to hundred hours in before. Yeah, easy. You got like a good like what three, four days? Yeah. Easy. Get good. They don't allow what ultimate levels. Hmm? They mentioned golden gadgets and ultimate levels. Did they mm. it doesn't specify they don't, specify they don't really are. expand on that. No. No. All I want to know is what new trophies they add. That's yeah? a good point. So, new game plus. Anything for these golden gadgets? Like, that's 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 all I care about, you know. It's shockingly, um, mm. shout out to this comment though. This is my favorite comment I've seen in a while from uh, uh, someone. You scroll down in the top comment is. Is there going to be any story DLC for Spider-Man 2? All those loose story threads meant for a future game. Want to know so I can sell my disc off? Thanks. <laughs> and then someone replied and said, okay, I have to ask, do you really expect them to reply to your comment with a huge announcement like DLC or are you trolling? <laughs> <laughs> they replied, they're like, yeah, yeah, don't worry, we've got DLC on the way, don't sell off your disc yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Just right, could probably buy it back, you know, later. This yeah, DLC. It'll be on PS Plus by then. Fucking chill out. You need to sell it that bad to buy your pizzas? Do that. Listen, right. don't, did, don't talk down about people selling off their games so they can buy their next game. You know? People work in the system for every dollar and dime they possibly can. You know? Those people who, put in work. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Don't know anyone that would do that. Don't want to talk about Until Dawn developer Supermassive is reorganizing and laying off a quarter of its staff. Continues the news of layoffs into 2023. Uh, press start right. Supermassive Games is you behind beloved Until Dawn, The Dark Pictures of Anthology, and The Little Nightmares 3 in the casting of Frank Stone has announced that it's undergoing a quote-unquote reorganization in the face of current industry challenges. In doing so, it will be laying off a portion of its staff, a number that Blame claims is around 90 of its total workforce of around 350. 
The studio has reportedly informed 150 staff that their jobs could be on the line and counted amongst those 90 layoffs. And while no figures were given publicly, Supermassive has issued the following statement on social media. Quote, it's no secret that the games industry is currently facing significant challenges. And fortunately, we aren't immune to this. After much deliberation and with deep regret, we are therefore undertaking a reorganization of Supermassive Games. As a result, we are entering into a period of consolidation, which we... Consolation, sorry, which we anticipate, same thing really, I guess, uh, which mm. we anticipate will result in the loss of some of our colleagues. This is no not a decision that has been taken lightly with many efforts made to avoid this outcome. We're all too aware of how unsettling and difficult this process is going to be for our employees and we'll be working closely with all those involved to ensure the process is conducted as respectfully and compassionately as possible. My only problem, well, no, I've got many problems with this, but the number one thing, I'm just very confused how... What was it like two, three weeks ago? They're like, we're turning the game into a movie and we're doing a remaster of the game. Yep. Now we're laying off 90 people. I just don't follow the. But the money hasn't come in yet. I know, but like, like who gets the money from I don't the... think they're doing the remaster. I think it's somebody else. Okay. Well, where's their money from the movie deal? I don't know. Like, the movie hasn't been made yet, <laughs> and I assume, you know, Sony probably owns the Sony IP. Sony gets, a, my gets guess. all the so money. So I assume yeah. they get all the money. And if they get all the money, that's ridiculous. I'm sure there's some sort of royalties, but you have to actually make money off the movie first before you get the royalties. I guess, but that's I don't know. It's just one of those things where I, I lay off a one thing but when it, it i swear every layoff currently follows like hey we're making the biggest money we've ever made xbox woo also we're firing a bunch of people hey we can land in a movie deal woo also we're gonna let a bunch of people go i don't know it, like it just seems to be a constant yeah get the good news out first and then yeah. the bad news <laughs> after it looks bad if it's the other way around Apparently. I don't understand how I don't understand business, you know. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. Yeah, I mean it's it's disappointing. <laughs> People continuing to lose jobs, you know. Uh we I think we had a pretty solid couple of weeks where there wasn't massive layoff stories. Um but there was this one. I think another studio had layoffs today. Um so yeah, it's not it's not fantastic, um, but probably not super surprising. I mean, the I don't think the Dark Pictures games that they've been putting out have been doing great numbers, from what I understand, or like just from mm. you know from impact of their release. You know, I didn't see many people talking about the last one that came out, so I don't think the numbers have been fantastic, and you know. Um, I'm sure there were delays in the release of like on their next couple of projects because of, you know, COVID and all the, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, um, I guess they just came to the decision that, you know, they couldn't afford to keep everybody or like they're just trying to restructure the company in the best way they possibly can for the, the future of the company. And, you know, Supermassive felt like a studio that would grow very quickly, like organically, but like really quickly. So, I mean, mm. maybe, you know, they finally reached a point where they're like, oh, we need to slow down and, like, figure out 
what we're going to do, you know. Yeah, well, um, 90 people, though, still. It's a lot. Yeah. Out of 350. I mean, unfortunately, it's just a drop in the bucket, really, of all the people who've been laid off in the last 18 months. So, I wonder if, um, I wonder if they're like last year, I think it like capped out like eight or nine thousand, whatever it was, which is a lot. I wonder if like this year's already, yeah. So, hold on, 2023, no, 2023, there was 10, uh, 10,500 estimated, right? 10,500. Yep. This year, already up to 6,100. And we're in February. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is wild. Absolutely wild. Um, Novice Studio using of uh was Die Good Die Fabric, the Mutazone people. Yeah. Mm. Um I don't think they shut down though. It's just no, I think they Yeah, something. I gotta read more into it. I don't yeah. I'd focus on getting notes for this done, but um, all right. Funny little story coming from Push Square. In an unexpected turn of events, it's been discovered that Pentiman actually runs better on PS5 than the Xbox Series X due to a bug that's allowing the game to run at 120 frames per second. The feature is currently disabled on Microsoft's own console due to a glitch, but this will likely fix in an upcoming patch. So the PS5 version of a Microsoft published game temporarily runs better than what's available on Xbox. That's the world we now live in. Of course, given Pentiman is a 2D side scrolling game that's playable at a pretty slow pace, being able to play 120 frames per second instead of 60 isn't exactly game changing. Still, it's an update that might as well be implemented by developer Obsidian Entertainment and will soon be available on Xbox Series X systems. That's very funny to me. I thought you'd find that funny. No, we don't need more frames. Why are you putting more frames of your Xbox stuff on PlayStation? The com- the top you're making comment. up for lost time and putting more frames of the Xbox content on the PlayStation, getting as many frames as they can in while they can. You know? Again, Pentiment. Do you really want to be playing Pentiment at 120 frames per second? Yeah, what maybe you can get through the game faster. Maybe you get through the game faster. This doesn't make absolutely none. You know? Overpowering your PlayStation for nothing. You know? They're trying to destroy it from the inside. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Overworking your PlayStation, doing all these unnecessary frames. So eventually, I mean, it, it, it is definitely unnecessary necessary frames for this game. But the the part that uh, confuses me with this story is where they're like, "Is it's a bug on Xbox?" I'm like, "Hasn't the game been out for like a solid year plus at this point?" Like. Why isn't that? Why isn't the bug stopping it from hitting 120 frames per second being fixed by now? Because this doesn't need to hit 120 frames per second. You know, it wasn't a bug; it was a safety barrier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stopping your play, your console from going off the rails with all these unnecessary frames. Okay. How many frames is a good run, amount of frames, Ash? Thirty frames. You know, that's all you need. You know. <laughs> I would say 60 at the maximum, you know? 60 at the maximum. You know? You want to pretend that your eyes can take in 120 frames per second? Bullshit. They can Unnecessary. With, they can with it if I put two pairs of glasses on. Think your eyes can take in four times the necessary amount of frames? Easy. Crazy. All right, let's have this stuff. <laughs> 
and all the frame pens, in pentiment, all the frames are the same. Is 120 mm. frames of the exact same thing? What do you mean? Because they don't move around, really. Yeah, they do. You move like a little, boop, 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 a little bit. Yeah. Most of the time, you're just standing there reading text. You're yeah. reading that text at 120 frames per second. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, that's the way I read books. You read books at 120 frames per second. Though. I do. I'm pretty do. sure you just read books at one frame per second. I'm pretty sure I read books at 120 frames per second. Maybe two if you swap and I listen the pages. To, and I listen to audio books at times two speed. All right, so okay, two frames per second. That's it. <laughs> you that, you know, when you're flipping the page. Yeah, you're just jealous. <laughs> Preston writes leaked footage of Little Big Planet Hub has appeared online. Little Big Hub, no fucking hell. Little Big Planet Hub, a free to play live service take on an adorable PlayStation platformer series that was announced over 10 years ago and then never saw the light of day has popped back into the conversation thanks to a video showing working footage of an early build via the game. Um, seven minutes of footage available on YouTube currently um, and features the familiar voice work of series regular Stephen Fry narrating a tutorialized section of the game. The footage was reportedly recorded in 2013, presumably under an NDA that's no longer, um, that's long since expired or is no longer relevant. The footage also showcases the game's online and community-focused elements, some of which would later be folded into 2014 Cinema Digital developed Little Big Planet 3 and 2020 Sackboy Big Adventure. According to a follow-up from the poster of the footage, the beta build is still downloadable for those who have access and said build is seem- has seemingly since been archived and dumped into the internet as well. Uh, it's interesting, Press Star continues, it's interesting to think that Sony was testing the waters of a live version of one of its biggest franchises long before its more recent public eyeing off of live service pie. I need to wind up canning it. Much like it has with the Last of Us multiplayer project, if anything, Little Big Planet would have and still could lend itself quite comfortably to the concept with its support for user-generated content and plethora of potential Sackboy cosmetics. I always wonder. It's always interesting when stuff like this pops up, and you're like, "It's crazy." I mean, it's not crazy because we live in a world where there's a whole fucking um, that Acme movies. Warner Brothers just shoves shit into oblivion. But like, it's always you know when you see like stuff. If you flick through the footage, it's just, mm. it looks like a, like it's a game. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, how come, what, what was the, at what point was this like, nah, we're good? No. Like, let's just, well, let's I think just bury video it. games is littered with things like this. You know, I know. They, more they are so littered. than probably in the yeah. industry. Um, but yeah, it looked like they kind of reused a whole bunch of stuff for Little Big Planet 3. So, I mean, it didn't all go to waste. Um, but, you know, a live service, uh, free to play, Little Big Planet would have been interesting. I mean, I don't know how you sustain free to play outside of you know you have to buy stickers and costumes and that kind of stuff, which would have. I think that would have done well, though. I mean, it would have done solidly, but I think people would have been, you know, especially at the time, people would have been upset about having to pay for all these costumes they, and that kind of stuff. They had a lot of costume packs for Little Big Planet One and Two on sale, and no one ever okay. cared and blinked an eye. Uh, but yeah, you look at the success of something like Mario Maker, and you know, you know, mm. Lord of Planet could have done big numbers. Um, I'm sure uh, a big consideration was like, man, how are we going to, you know, curate you know all these levels that people are making and that kind of stuff? You know, how are we going to get rid? Of, how are we going to take all these penises out <laughs> this game, of these levels? You True. know, stop people from making penises and boobs <laughs> and, and Nazi simp. Simple oops. Yeah. That's the, uh, you know, 
that's that's the continue what people have to continue working on throughout their whole lives, stopping those things. Yeah. Oh, um, how do you feel just before we end up and on the same topic? Um, I think I've seen a few people bring up the topic, um, including recently on kind of funny around like, is like, is a hell divers, a, a sign that Sony's push into live service is a positive choice. Well, I've been on on the side of let's wait till we actually see what the actual games are. Do you know? Everybody just hears the words live service and they're like, this is going to be shit. This is terrible. We don't want this. You know, but then you get an example of a live service game um, like Helldivers, which, you know, is clearly focused and hangs a clear vision of what it wants to be and like that kind of stuff. And it's been a massive success. So, you know, let's just wait and see what these live service games actually are um, and don't automatically assume they're no fun or bad or that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, that is my opinion. Uh, also dispute the fact that people have said that the reason Last of Us multiplayer was shut down is because it was no fun. I'm still firmly with the belief that, you know, it just got too big and uh, not, <laughs> and Naughty Dog did not want to work on a live service game for the next 10 years. Mm. That's why it stopped. The only thing that I keep thinking about with Helldivers is, so they spend, what was it, like seven, eight, nine seven, years? Seven, eight years, yeah. Working on the game. You then release mm-hmm. the game and go, well, we're now working on this for, what, another five years? Potentially. Because it's like a live service thing? Like, fuck, that's a, long, that's a long time working on one game. I mean, people have been working on the Destiny games for like... <laughs> True. We're working on this again for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You really have to be like, okay I mean, with you know, World of Warcraft, the people have been working on that game for since the beginning, you know? Hmm. Look, Fortnite, I'm sure there's people who still be working since the beginning of when they ripped off Pete. <laughs> I don't know. When they ripped off PUBG, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of Platinum Explosion. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter, xexplosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. You can join our Discord, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, you can support the show by heading it over to Kofi, explosionnetwork.com slash support, or check out explosionnetwork.com for everything else that's happening over there. All news, reviews, podcasts, and fun stuff. And until next week, remember that every trophy does indeed count. <laughs> <laughs>